0: In this episode of Puto's Miners Bro, we talk about the UTEP basketball's big victory over Texas Tech, plus we preview UTEP football versus FIU, all coming up on Pudos Miners Bro. And welcome to Pudos Miners Bro, Mando the Mosh Medina, along with the very happy, excited, Alex Nicolas, what's up, baby? How you feel?
1: Another week in the books. Another week in the books. Nah, the Strohs maybe. tied up. The Strohs tied up the ALCS, so all's good on this side. Uh, now we just need a UTEP football victory. Well, which I thought we'll you'd be like to.
0: in extremely great mood because UTEP basketball team looks as good as advertised. Because we've been talking, we've been telling people like wait until next year, wait until next year. What? It's finally next year, and it happened on Saturday. We went up there and. Um, uh, I, I I would say it's a huge upset versus but, the national runner-up, even though it's not the same guys. Let me just say that right off the bat because I'm seeing the regular media like, oh, the big upset. Like, dog, they only had like one of those guys. Yeah, But still, it's huge. It's Texas Tech. It's a, it's a huge – it's a great accomplishment. I'm very happy. I'm very impressed.
1: And, and we said it last week, you know, win. All right. You know, that shows, some, that shows major improvement. Lose, that is what it is. You know – we weren't either way we weren't going to pull the full judgment on this team from the win or loss. You know, that's something that we agreed upon last week when we were t- previewing this game, but I mean, man, um they surpassed a lot of our expectations. Okay, well, let I me think. let
0: me ask you in, as, as a fan perspective, how excited should I be if I'm a tip minor very, basketball very fan? Very excited. Cause I Cause I that's what people that listen to this podcast, that's the first question is Okay, how excited should I be? Are we back to the 90s? Are we back to the whoa, Barbie days? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, which, 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 which era are we going to be let's, back let's at? Take
1: that, let's take that game by game. I, this team is very good. Um, let's just start there. This team is very good. There's depth. There's athleticism. There's guys that can defend. Um, and there's an identity. There's an identity. These guys are going to play hard. You know, it started from the first three minutes of the ball game. You know, when when you're listening, watching this team of how hard they're playing, uh, playing with passion, defensively, getting in stances and and getting stops, stringing stops together, rebounding. Um, you know, it's that exactly what Rodney Terry tried to build last year, that blue collar mentality. And I think if if you're a fan, yes, the excitement is there because this team has little aspects that you know. I really didn't expect for them to to grow this and we talked about it you know last week how we were very cautiously Optimistic about how good this team could be, but obviously, they've been working hard. They've really been working hard in the offseason. These practices, however many practices they've been able to get, I mean, it's all been successful because for them to pull that out, and, and you know, honestly, looking at that first half where, you know, the first half, we, we were talking about this turnovers and missed shots. Well, they were knocking down shots, but they turned the ball over a lot in the first half. They're only down five at halftime. Normally, you know, in UTEP, I, I want to say it was more than 11 turnovers in the first half. You know, last year's team, or or any team in a sense, usually down by 10, 15 points. You know, you turn the ball over that much, but this team is able to defend so well, rebound so well, play hard, play with a passion, that as bad as it was from, um, you know... Just, just just a smooth standpoint a flow standpoint yeah they were still down five at half that's not that bad. that is the most impressive thing for me and that's what there was two things that that really that, that blew me away that was the effort defensively the effort not only that but the late, late effort in the second half to really just shut down Texas Tech and then Bryson Williams well, um yeah. Bryson Williams is a stud monster. Say it in Spanish, say it in whatever it's language. Super,
0: wow. He
1: is a stud. And, and those two aspects to me
0: you is what's going to point 19 points, nine boards. I mean, the, here's a couple of things that I like percentage wise, as I'm looking at the uh, stats, Uh three point percentage The the miners were at 42% compared to 26%. Big three pointers too. For, uh they made eight, eight out of 19. That's uh here's one that I absolutely love. Cause this is the one that will cost you games. Free throw percentage, 82%. That's that's going to be my favorite one because that's the main one. That's the one that makes and breaks games right there. Uh, I love that. You know, defensive rebounding, uh, Texas Tech has 20. UTEP has got 32. That's what you're talking about, playing right. great defense. You
1: know, and, and, you know, not only that, you're talking, you mentioned the free throw percentage, but how about Jordan Latham, 8 of 10, yeah. a guy that's going to get to the free throw line a lot this year, and he played well. Um, you know, this team – really just has a lot of different variables where every night it could be somebody else.
0: Here's here's a big one, too. Here's a big one, too. Forgive me for interrupting you. Bench points. The Miners had 29 bench points as opposed to 14 by Texas Tech. I think that's huge. If you can get... Bench points, guys coming off the bench and supplement to the what the starters are doing. I think that's going to be a great accomplishment for the miners if they can keep this up this the whole season.
1: And it's just it's it's depth. It's it's the little things. And honestly, it's the little things that I didn't think we would see right off the bat. But you can really tell how good of a coach Ronnie Terry is. Where the little things that that worried me were cleaned up in the second half. The turnovers, you know. I think they went a, a, a few minute stretch when they stretched that lead out, where they had one turnover. Compared to where they were at in the first half, where it was, you know, nerve mistakes. It wasn't so much of uh, being outplayed. You can tell that there was nerves. You could tell there was excitement. Texas Tech is in the house. Um, the crowd was bigger than 4,000 people. A lot of people were telling me the 10 was like 4,000. A lot of people were saying there could have been six in there, um, you know, which I expected. We expected a walk up crowd. You know, we expected yeah, yeah. a decent walk up crowd. So, you know, that type of those little things is just really, really stood out for me. And then not only that, but, you know, you, you get in a guy, uh, you know, the Edwards kids come up the bench, you know, he knocks down six three-pointers, six wow, three-pointers, that's impressive. Uh, you know, all in clutch situations, six of eight. We knew Daryl Edwards was going to be an impact player. I didn't know it would be dropping 24 points like that. You know, we knew that he could be a guy that can settle you down, get you in the offense, um, you know. But there is some things that, that you definitely want to work on. Um, you know, Jordan Lathan two assists. Uh, I believe he had uh, six turnovers. That's a negative number. That's something that we talked about last week, that assist-turnover ratio has to get better. A lot of those uh, were in the first half. Um, you know, you're looking at, at a guy. Even even a little bit with Bryson Williams had, a, had five turnovers in the ball game. They put in Deion Stroud in the first half. He had two quick turnovers, got taken out of the ball game. So you can see that that while this team um, does all the little things right, there's still little. Little bit more of those little bit things to be corrected, if that makes any sense, and that's why it's important. Not only this Saturday, um, you know, when they when they have that secret scrimmage, not so much a secret scrimmage, but a closed scrimmage with Grand Canyon and Dan Marley's crew is a really good team out of the whack.
0: Um, those, wait, 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 hold up, dog. You know when you say something, I'm gonna stop you. What do you mean secret scrimmage?
1: So over the past couple of years, college yeah. basketball teams have been able to. Get an extra practice per se, um, and okay. they've had these secret scrimmages last year. UTEP obviously was with Texas Tech, and then I believe it was with Grand Canyon last year. So it's a close scrimmage. Um, no media. No, we're not going to hear nothing about it unless you know we can work some more sources. Just which I'm try to
0: do. So it's just them. It's just them. They it's just the game, officials. It's know? the
1: managers. Uh, you it's may
0: glorify. It's a practice. It's a glorified practice, but okay. if you're playing
1: 40 minutes. The, the time is going on. They said there's officials. There's a the scorekeeper. Doubt there's an announcer,
0: but well, I, I seriously doubt that. But I like the fact that it's kind of like practice for everybody, for right. not only the teams but also the 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 referees as well. Exactly. And the, the timekeepers, the the clock operators. I mean, I like it. And it's beneficial. This this one, this Saturday is very beneficial
1: for this team because a lot of guys didn't get consistent minutes. Um, you know, you're looking at a guy that I expected to play a little bit more, Anthony Tark, only played five minutes. Um, you know, even, you know, Via started, played 28 minutes. I want to see him get a little bit more extensive of minutes. Also, Feo only played 13 minutes as mm-hmm. well in that. that exhibition. So there's little things that I think as far as building the next thing, the next step that I feel is what I'm going to trying to get to like i'm running being around the bush with it they they got to start building lineups you know we got to start building you know what's your best athletic lineup your best five guys that you know if we're down or you need to stop who's going to be that your best three-point shooting lineup um you know your best lineup that's going to take care of the basketball um you know your best defensive lineup where you want to be aggressive and foul but you know not getting anybody getting anybody into foul trouble those type of lineups and those mixtures i think is what 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 and and to me, this is an advanced stage of what UTEP basketball is because we're not looking for a scorer. We're not looking for a ball handler. Ronnie Terry's figured that out. Bryson Williams is going to be your main scorer. Um, you know, Edwards is going to handle the basketball. Jordan Lathan's going to handle the basketball. Um, Hawkins, Nigel Hawkins, will handle the basketball from time to time. So that part, the most important part of your team, those aspects are filled out. Now it's okay, situation based. Who are we gonna? Who can we pair? You know, can we put Effie, um, Effie, Via, and Williams together at the same time? You know. Can and we go four guards
0: with Bryson yeah. in the middle. It's your rotation is basically what you're trying to it, figure it, out. That's as well. really because
1: yeah. UTEP can go with so many ways. They can go big, they can go small. They can go big and small. They can go guard heavy. They can go big heavy. You can even go, you can even put via at the three. You can put Bryson Williams at the four, Effie at the five, and, and roll with with, with Jordan Lathan and uh and, and Daryl Edwards at your one and two. There is a lot of combinations. And I'm looking at this team, I'm thinking, wow, for a conference USA team um, to have that type of power in a sense. Um, you know, that's really good. That's really, really good. And not only that, but to see not only th- the main thing, of course, you know, you want to see that production, but the confidence of a guy like Daryl Edwards, who hasn't really played much because he's been dealing with a knee injury. I believe Rodney Terry said after the game, he's been playing for the past two weeks. Well, you couldn't tell if he goes six for eight from three-point land. And, and like I mentioned, the the most important thing about the three-point shooting, these were clutch threes. These were three-pointers where, you know, they're game-changing three-pointers and they're tough shots. You know, there were a couple of them when I'm watching the videos. I think it was late until a deep one that was contested bang you know confidence 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 for this team that's quote unquote young as far as playing together but you can also see that there's some grown men in there and and, and bryson williams you know we, i talked about him and gushed about him early on um the guy is better than advertised and, and this is a guy that can really really take over conference usa by storm and become that first team all-conference USA guy, a walking double-double. And you also have a walking double-double in FEODG DG as well, playing behind him in a sense because as of right now, it seems like maybe V is your starter. Um, you know, Effie's going to obviously play a lot of minutes as the season goes on. But, um... You know, this team's loaded, man. This team is loaded, and it's really exciting to see. Um, You know, obviously, you got to stay healthy. Um, No doubt. And then you're also getting Caden Archie in December. You're adding another four-star guy into the mix. And that's why I asked
0: you. That was the first thing I asked you when we started talking about this is that if you're a UTEP minor fan, how excited should I be? How realistic should I be? What should I be be expecting, honestly? Because that's what people – from what people come off this uh, podcast, that's what they're going to want to know, like how – like in level, like from one to ten, how excited should I be right now? Like a six,
1: eight and a half. I think eight and a half. And, and I'm gonna show tell you why. That's very high.
0: <laughs> very but, high, dog. You, I just said you told me to slow my roll. When I was saying are we like '90s good, are we like late '80s good? Let you me know? just let me just show. Oh, I'm, I'm just, be good. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna
1: roll off. This this is a different era. This is a different era. I don't know if we can compare this era yet. I think it's too soon to start comparing. I see where you're getting there. And and, and it's not wrong to do that. Because
0: I'm just telling you, that's what people are expecting. This is a different built team than
1: any of those other teams that we've seen because there's depth, there's star power, there's experience. And then, oh yeah, this team shot 56.5% in the second half from the field. Um, They made four of their last five field goals to close out the ballgame. This is a different team um, with a different mentality than what we've seen in the past 10 years out of U10 basketball um, that was to me that was just really 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 good to see I mean you're looking at what they had 13 turnovers in the first half to nine um, and like I said they went about a seven to eight minute stretch when they when they stretched out that lead took the lead and stretched it out where they didn't have a turnover they had one turnover late in the ball game. so you know those that those are the reasons you know you're looking at exhibition games and, and where's going to be the mistake where's gonna Going to be the drop-off. Um, where's Texas Tech's big run coming to for them to take a 10-point lead? That didn't happen. This team's defending well. This team's hitting clutch shots in in, in certain situations. Now, will this translate game to game? Well, oh, you know who knows. Maybe it was the emotions or whatever it is. But like I said, the little aspects of the far as far as how hard this team defends, how hard this team plays, and then you know right off the bat they move the ball around. First touch that Bryson Williams gets, it's a dunk right under off a good ball movement, and plus the foul. You know, that's the type of team I think this team is going to be. They've bought into Rodney Terry. Um, that's evident, that, and, and to me, that's the most most important thing about this team now it's okay you know who's gonna step up on a night night to night basis like we mentioned with the rotation um you know does Rodney Terry stick with the hot hand you know and and I think that's what type of coach he is you know they they asked him a great question uh the other night about um playing time and uh, how are you going to figure out your lineups, coach? And he says, "Well, I don't figure out lineups. Players dictate the lineups."
0: That is absolutely correct, one hundred percent.
1: And I like that. I like that mentality yeah, because you know, you, a guy like Tart. If you're playing good, you get to play. A, a guy like Tart could go zero for one today, but let's just say in practice today, he's, he's not he's not missing, and let's say he's shutting everybody down. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday comes out Saturday. He drops twenty four points instead of Daryl Edwards, you yeah, know, and, 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 and that's know. what type of team this that, is going to that, be. That's
0: a good problem to have if if, if they're going to have that type of problem. And, and I just think I'll this, take that every day of the week.
1: I, I think this club's going to be very unselfish. Right, well, I'm excited, you know. I'll be
0: honest with you. I'm excited, man. I'm I very am, excited. I,
1: but like I said, we, we there's going to be bumps in the road. I, of there course. is, you know. I'm
0: expecting them to have a game where they play horrible, but this, that's what's but this happen. is a good
1: start. You're talking about one of their big guns, Moretti. Played thirty four minutes. You know, one of five from the field. Got to the free throw line. That's what he does. He's he's a guy that can create his. Own shot but you know for the most part i mean maybe texas tech was vanilla whatever it was but i mean utep outplayed them they out hustled them they wanted it more
0: you think it, that texas tech took them lightly
1: i don't think they took them lightly i think texas tech maybe in certain stretches were going through the motions i think this utep team just has so much energy um you know well, for the for this. the fact that it was I'm, like I'm, the charity think, game but all
0: the guys that were also like Wait, like, that's all where year, I was, last that's exactly year, that they, just, they to, were on the bench on and they couldn't go out there and get in the game. But now, like, hey, we're going to show what we got.
1: That, and that's that's exactly what I was saying. There's a hunger. There's a different type of hunger with this team because all these guys were sitting around there when UTEP was getting embarrassed by Lamar, yeah, um, yeah. by Eastwood High School. and, and no, I'm just playing. I don't go that far. But you, uh, <laughs> you know on, what dog, I mean. Yeah. You know what but I mean. They, but
0: the, the bottom line is that they had to take it. that to hear the criticism and there's nothing they can do about it because they're like, hey, we got some skill, but we can't play yet. Wait until next year. Like I said, it's now. Now it's next year.
1: And I think as simple as it is, that's a big, big deal. I think that's yep, a big yep. deal that these guys are hungry. They all sat through that that embarrassment. I mean, this is brutal. was an embarrassment for the for these guys yeah. that are you know busting it every day in practice. And you know, I would joke last year that you know what UTEP's toughest competition is when they practice. And people mm-hmm. look at me like, "What? What?" And I'm thinking, "Well, because there's six really good guys." On sit behind and the bench during play. the games and they can't play, but during practice they're probably busting the A-double-S's of the guys on the field or on the on the court and making them better in the field. I'm still in football mode, as you can tell. Um, but that that right there, what you said. You hit it right on the head. There's a hunger. These guys want it. They don't want that embarrassment. They want to play hard for Ronnie Terry. You know they you went they went through hell last year in a sense. You know what I mean double hockey sticks and and you know like we used to say back at Andrews High School in our playoff runs is yeah you got to die before you go to heaven and they did that last year you know they they you know you definitely went below the grave last year and eight wins and having one of the worst offensive adjusted percentages and all the stats you want to throw out there but now this year you know on top of the talent on top of the size on top of the death de- depth excuse me yeah there's hunger Oh well, and and that's a big big well, mark to let hang let your head on let me just say
0: it. this that Uh, A lot of people out of town that reached out to me because we do the podcast. Very excited about the game. Very very excited that how they played and as as I and you because – Let's just be straight up. at The very first thing, we are big UTEP minor fans. That's why we do this. I'm mean, Homers. Just,
1: Call me a homer. Well, yeah, I
0: mean, we can be homers or whatever, but at the same time, we keep it real because that's what we do here. But, the, but before us being media, we are UTEP minor fans, and we are very happy to see that. Again, let's be honest, and I've said this before, for like all the years that I had the talk shows, and I'll keep saying it again, UTEP is a basketball school. UTEP yep. is a basketball yep. school. It's not a football school as much as I love it for it to be, you know, because generates a lot of money for the program. You know, it would be great to see, but UTEP is a basketball school, and a lot of people are getting, like, upset because for the past couple of years, the basketball program, they just call it what it was. It was on a down, down downhill slide, and hopefully now with Coach Terry, you know, now they're going up, hopefully. I mean, it's only the first game. We're all excited because it will against Texas Tech, but still – excited because of how it ended and excited because like you said Alex they played hard and um, it looks like they've, they've they got some great attitudes out there In 29 to
1: 30 days and I'm, I'm not sure how many days November 14th or November 12th is from October 14th obviously today's October 14th on the Monday how y'all doing uh, November 12th you know obviously November 5th is the opener against New Mexico Highlands UTEP's gonna is that, that going to yeah. um, be in the plus it's not so man november 12th is it? new mexico State. it's a tuesday we're gonna have, we might have to move some that, things around here? there it's, that is here that's uh, that's we might have to
0: move something that's your Monday. that's
1: your big test right there um you know playing new mexico state i mean that that right there you you all eyes should be on them and obviously this week you know the big the big focus is getting better in preparing for grand canyon and that scrimmage but you know that new mexico state game that's going to tell a lot um you know i talked about passion I talk about this team playing with that passion against your rival you know it's going to come out there and and that's the perfect example of, uh, and it will be the perfect example of how hungry this team is so I'm excited for it um, that's when the real season starts you know it, it was it was kind of a teaser you got you got a nice little tease this weekend and then you, you don't play for a month um, a, a real game in a sense and no knock on New Mexico Highlands but I mean let's just be real your real season starts against New Mexico State correct
0: and that's so, your first uh, um,
1: benchmark so you know to, to start off as on a high note, you know, usually, you know, you're playing these exhibitions and it's like, oh, man, you know, we lost by 15, we were there. You know, now you're a, you're kind of above that now. Now you're thinking, okay, you know, you got a lot of confidence. So let's hope. I, but
0: But at the same time, I just want to warn people. Don't get too excited. Get excited, but not
1: too excited. Because the, the tell all, and and not like I said, nothing changed from when we talked about last week. Other than well, you know this team is really good. It's not a fact of can they be good? No, they're good. But at the end of the day, like we said the last podcast, December is when this team is full, is, is, is fully fully judged. But I mean, hey, there's no nothing wrong with getting excitement, man. Because no, no. I mean, minor ball. Yeah, I mean, you
0: got to be happy. My, I mean. Minor ball is
1: back, but yes. it could be. Back, 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 back. I
0: don't know. We'll see yeah. how it goes, though. We'll see. Uh, but I'm very excited about this. Uh, let's let's transition to football. I know we have some recruiting use for football. Well,
1: it was a good. It wasn't a, bear, a bad bye week. You know, I mean, when it's when it's a quiet bye week. And, during that, and the that's season, one of the things uh, that Coach
0: Demo likes to do. He likes to go out there and send his guys recruiting, to, and then you, you got to. That's what they. Uh, and that's beneficial of them having two bye weeks as opposed to only having one bye week last year. Is that they're able to travel? Some of the guys were sick. I know that. And then they're uh, they're able to get the focus on their studies for one week, but recruiting is pretty good.
1: Recruiting is good, and UTEP had uh, four visitors over the weekend where they played the UTSA game. Two oh, th- Actually, two of those committed, but three of the four are, are one, of the, one of the... Let me rephrase that. You had four kids committed, three committed, two over the weekend, one previously. The first commit was Jalen Goodwin, the little brother of TJ Goodwin. that's one we knew. He's a defensive back, I believe. I would keep um using. And then but to the two guys that I thought really Dana Demmel hit it out the park with this one Willie Eldridge. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. The, the big running back um, out of side falls 510 189 looks more 200 pounds. He's a three star recruit um, had offers from uh, Army BYU New Mexico Texas Tech was actually offering him as well. I like this kid's running style. I think this is a really, really good get for uh, Dana Demo and his staff. You know, you had to get this guy. I gushed about him a couple of weeks ago watching his film. Um, you had to get this guy on deck. You, Man, you really say that do. every
0: week. You say they got to get this guy. You're going to be upset, but you're happy that they I'm got this guy. I'm happy that they guy. got him. I'm he, very he happy was, they got this guy. Because,
1: honestly, they, they've offered a lot of guys, um, more offensive linemen. They offered actually a couple offensive linemen this past weekend. But as far as the skill player guys that they added, watching him on film, and, and the talent that he goes up against other than that Houston area, you had to snag this guy. You know, he, he fits what you want to do. Um, and then the other guy they got, Ricky Johnson, uh, a two-way guy, a guy that can play receiver, a guy that can play defensive back. Another three-star guy, um, You know, he had offers Army, Air Force, Fordham, Rafterham. I, I think maybe a little bit underrated in terms of um, his speed and his size, 6'2", 170. Um, can really just fly. Really fly to the ball. Has a great sense of the ball. Knows where it's at on both sides. I think he's a little bit underrated. Um, you know, Maybe Maybe that's because of his offers. I think Rice was after off, after him as well. Um, but a guy that, you know, reading reviews of him and people were just gushing over him. Um, La Tech was also involved in his recruiting. Utah State, SMU. Um, you know, so those are two really good pickups for UTEP. Three-star guys, rated guys, guys that will boost your recruiting Uh, rankings if you're into that type of stuff, um, you know, but nonetheless you're continuing to build that side falls pipeline. You know, that's already four guys that YouTube has been able to snag out of that area already. And that's important, particularly out of that Houston area, because that area is growing. It's growing. It's, it's a hotbed, you know, under the Mike Price era under the Mike Price era you had H Town to Houston that I ten connect was flowing and there was some ballers that came good. out of there. Well I'm happy so with that, that so that's good for it's good to pick up these two guys. I think those two, I think these two guys really come in next year and fight for a spot. Particularly Willie Elders because Eldridge he's he's gonna go in there and he's gonna fight for a position with Dion Hankins, with Josh Fields, um, you know, and uh, Ray Flores, can't forget about Ray Flores. My he's also he, he's also good. in there as well. So you know, but he just adds to that mix. He could use it a year to maybe Tone up his body Yeah You know he does have A little bit of extra weight But man I'm excited For Willie Good I'm
0: I'm excited They got that I'm excited You're happy Uh, So speaking of Let's talk about What's going to happen On Saturday They're uh, facing FIU on the road This week This is From what everybody Tells me This is not a good Road trip And I'm talking about Just because it takes A kind of toll On the body Because it's a long flight you know, we're going to have to leave early on Friday. You know, I think at the press conference you said they're going to leave the school like at 8 a.m., which means we probably have like a 9.30 flight or something like that, long flight, you know. The key for something like that is get there early enough so the guys can... Get a good night's rest, you know. So they're they're not up because you got to. We're gonna lose two hours. Remember yeah. that East Coast time. So uh, some of that jet lag for us that we just talk is not a big. I mean, I take it back. For us that we just do the talk, the broadcast, and things like that, the trainers. I mean, it's a big deal. But when you actually have to go out there and play a football game, I mean, it's got to be a huge thing for these players. So I know they got to make a couple of adjustments for that. So I'm hope for me, like the the earlier we leave, the better. The more hours we got out there where they can get used to it, so when they get, like, a, if they can get the full eight hours worth of sleep and then they're ready for the game the next day. FIU is also on the down. It's not, they're not as uh, that good. That. They did all right last year, you know, so they're not as good. They're also like kind of down. But a couple of things that this minor team is still going to have to deal with, the number one thing we're going to talk about is quarterback. He still doesn't know who's going to start this game. Yeah. Not only because Kyle Oxley was sick last week, he had the flu, came back to practice, so – He's, he, does, he 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 does hasn't made up his mind, Coach Demo, as who's going to start uh, this ball game, And like I told you, he says that he loves the battle. Matter of fact, I can give you the, the, the direct direct quote uh, when it comes to that. He says, uh, I like those two guys competing against each other to see who's going to start. We need to improve our play at that position, and that's the only way to improve his competition. But at the same time, keeping it real, that's what we do here at Puddles Miners, bro. This is Game 7, man. It's you game seven.
1: You should know. It's game seven. Plus a bye week in between. You know, that that's that's where the question definitely needs to be raised. And as far as the travel, I'm surprised they're not leaving on Thursday. I know Sean Coogler made it a point uh, when they did these Florida swings or even when they went to Western Kentucky a couple years ago. Well, I know
0: when they did and, the New York trick, they left it on, on Thursday.
1: So, you know, and that was more educational. I, but still, you know, that that East Coast, I mean, UTEP's 0-23-1. And It's crazy that I don't got to look at a stat sheet to remember that that yeah. 0-2, 0-23-1. Um that's going to be a problem. But, I mean, looking back at the quarterback position, which been the main problem for the UTEP minors, I mean, you know, you, you got to settle on a guy. Um, you know, and now the question is, well, who, who's it going to be? You I don't know. know. Who, who's well, it going to be? Kai, Kai was out. Um, it seemed like everybody in the city of El Paso was sick last week. Well, you know cold, what it man. is. I it's know. that,
0: well, and you remember this, the team practice is about eight eight yeah. 8.25, 8.23. Is what they started last week. You know, it's cold in the morning, then it's hot in the afternoon, then it's cold again, So, and then people start getting uh, sick. People don't take their vitamin C, their supplements, things of that nature, you know. Uh, but that's—it's the time of year. It happens. People start getting—it's flu season, man. I mean, it happens, you know. But the bottom line is that this team has got to come out with the—they—they uh, got to come out with some urgency in, in their gameplay because you know what—the the way they came out against UTSA, and like I guess I'll still say right now, they're better than UTSA. They got embarrassed by UTSA, you know. And for me, that—that for me, they weren't prepared. I just, I'm just gonna tell you right now, UTSA can come out there making them look like. Um, The way they did. They they just can't do that because I think this is a very winnable game against FIU. And yes, I'm getting getting upset. I'm getting upset because I know what these guys can do, you know, and for some reason they always play better on the road. I'm going to tell you right this. They play better on the road. They really do. Honestly, think about it. They play better on the road.
1: They do. But I'm going to tell you this. Um, I think it's hard for this team to be able to get off to a, hard, a quick start if they don't know who's going to be their quarterback. I think this, and I say this because I think from a confidence standpoint, I think this team is mentally fragile from a confidence standpoint.
0: I can, I can tell you, I can, like, if, if we can kind of like pinpoint where all this confidence problem happened, is when they were playing Nevada and everything was going their way. And they they decided to put in Kyle Lockson when they didn't right. have to, and he threw that interception. And I think that's, that could be one. That could be the pinpoint And, time. and,
1: and I think that's where, where where we talk about these fast starts, and 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 where they haven't been able to get off to fast starts other than the Nevada game. You know, we knew who's come who's going to be quarterback that week. You know what I mean? We knew that it was Brandon's job. You know he did a great job in that first half. You know, minus that interception at the end of the half, which I don't think is his fault. That's play calling. But um, you know, I think this team is just—they're—they're they're not confident right now in anything that they're doing or anything the coaching staff is doing. It's gonna take a lot. Um, and when I say a lot, that's a win this weekend if, if you can pull it. I'm not confident. You know, I—I I think from a from a. Um, a mental standpoint. I think this team is real fragile right now um because they haven't tasted that success since week one. Because they've been close, and then you know that well, well, second I, half I, just I, well, always I, I, gets I, out of
0: control for them. I, I think the key is if the defense can make a stop, and then the offense can can score on their first possession would be huge for this team. Because this team, you talk about lack of confidence. I mean, I think this is something that would boost their confidence if they can like score right away or play good on defense, you know, or like they're just they're either they're up a score, or down a score at halftime, something like that. I think it'd be great, which well, is you, you make know? it sound easy. Cause I don't sound too, I, well, I'm, I'm not confident because I've seen this team do that. I, you know? and, and I've seen them, but, but, but and, I've seen like you've, you've, you've seen, I'm saying that based on two weeks, you've had two weeks worth of practice, you know, two weeks where they're showing you the film all the time. Look at what happened. UTSA, what happened here? What happened there? I'm, Putting it in your mind, you got to get better. You got to get better. Like I'm, I'm having faith in the coaches that during these two weeks that they had for the bye week, you know that these guys are going to be ready to go, come Saturday night, 5 p.m. or past time, seven o'clock, Miami time. That's that, six
1: hundred that, plug. You can.
0: <laughs> I do to do that, dog. You know. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm just I, telling you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting faith in the coaching staff that after the embarrassment that was UTSA that they're going to have these guys ready because for UTSA they were not ready see
1: and and I'm not I'm not as confident because of the fact that this is going to be the same offensive scheme we're going to see th- that we saw against UTSA run based heavy louder read option you're going to get flow you're going to get try- guys trying to uh, set the boundary they're averaging 5.1 yards per carry um, they got two really good running backs Anthony Jones and Napoleon Maxwell if this UTEP team takes the angles that they did against UTSA in terms of their run fits which were piss poor, if I can say that word here on this podcast. Um, you know, it, it was bad. It was bad. And, and that's a coaching standpoint. Like you mentioned, they weren't prepared. You know, their angles, their tackling angles, the, the way that they kind of crashed gaps or the way that they were trying to stop with their run fits, it was terrible. There was no type of preparation in, for that. FIU is going to bring the same thing. They run that power pistol. Um, they're going to throw in an H-back. They're going to move him in motion. They're going to run misdirection. Um, you know, that should be the biggest, biggest concern of this UTEP team is stopping the run. They ran for 350 on Charlotte last week, and they just dominated. They didn't even they, they didn't even try to throw the ball or try to mix up everything. It was just, can you stop us? And if UTEP has the same issues they did against they UTSA... They 300,
0: 350 yards or something like that it, 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 It's, it's going to
1: become another one of those games where it's just, you know, it, it's going to look bad, you know. So tackling, this team was a really good tackling team when they played Texas Tech, as UTEP team was. Uh, you know, they were in the... Texas Tech basically dared UTEP to tackle them. So what do they do? They go in space. They start running seven, eight-yard hitches. They ran screens. They got UTEP in space and said tackle us. They did. UTEP did. But now we've seen that regress over yeah. the past well, couple weeks. Well, it's of like
0: weeks. I said, like you, you pointed out, they played better Texas Tech the second half. The one they when defense settled down. Same thing with Southern Miss defense settled down after a while you know so that that's what i'm i mean like, N- I, said, on the I, I'm, I'm, like I said i'm going to put the faith in the coaching staff that they're going to be ready this week that's all i'm saying
1: now, now, on the offensive side, I kind of like UTEP's matchup with that front seven that FIU has. They're allowing 5.1 uh, rushing yards per uh, per attempt. Um, but like we mentioned in the podcast previously, UTEP's got to go back to that downhill style. Um, you know, th- them trying to, g- they don't have the speed other than Kai Loxley to be trying to run boundary and, and to run sweep and to do this read option where, you know, first of all, your lineman can't get outside. You know, that's a big problem for UTEP. UTEP doesn't have quick athletic linemen to really get out there in the block and Outside backyard, or to go up there and stop a safety, or smash a safety in the mouth. That's not happening. Um, going downhill. That's where they've been strong. Give it to Josh Fields between the that's tackle. Give it to Trayvon Hughes between the tackle. Between tackles, if you got to run on three downs in the first half, establish your
0: run game. If you're UTEP, you're downhill. Go, go run back. Game. Go back. Like you're talking about. Go back to what happened with worked against Houston Baptist, right. we, had, we had uh Trayvon there ready to go. And and this is another
1: this is a team that struggles defensively on third downs as well. 39, 37 percent. You know what it is. That this is an opportunity for UTEP to really shake some of their offensive demons out. You know, and, and when I say offensive demons, the main thing for me is third down. Stay in a third down and four. You do that by running downhill. That's your strength right now. I'm not sure if the UTEP coaching staff has identified that because they're not doing that consistently, but that's their main strength. Run downhill. Smash mouth type of football against FIU. Control the ball. Um, you know, throw it when you have to. You know, throw it when you really, really have to. When you throw it, in my opinion, make sure eight's behind there. Uh, Brandon Jones yeah. has to be the starter in this game. You know, Kyle Locksley for all that he brings from an athletic standpoint, the offense just he's isn't there. He's not accurate there. pass. The, and, like the same and, and, and that's the is. and that's the top thing. The numbers, the, the number two thing with him, and it's easy to say for a mobile quarterback. He to me, he's bailing the pocket way too quick. You know, it, it, it's really he, you got to have patience you got to have a little bit of patience in the pocket i think right. one thing that kai right. sees is is off is why receivers aren't getting open he's gonna pull it and try to make a play himself you know brandon jones is kind of the opposite he, he'll he'll go to that third fourth option he'll hit that tight end on that drag route as the last option little things like that that i think can just help this utep team you a, a, a third and manageable situation that's all i want to see in this ball yeah. game yeah.
0: let me ask you a question if things don't go their way on offense you think we see the one two I don't think we see 12 yet. I, I think Dana Demo right now. Um, the only, I think the only way we see the one, two, which is the that's Gavin Hardison. That gets injured.
1: Yeah. Cause right. I, top, let's the last four games of the season. It's, 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 it's a go. It's a go. You see Hardison, you well, see Hankins. That's
0: only if the season is done, right? Like for you them. know, but but especially a quarterback. The next two or three weeks,
1: it's Brandon Jones or, or Kyle Oxy. For as much as as much as we know, Hardison can help this team from a from just a a, a passing standpoint from a guy that's gonna sit in there and go through all his progressions and not bail out and, and give you a better chance to complete that second down and eight situation. Um, I, it's not gonna happen soon. I think you roll in and, and, and Dana Dimos sort of hinted that. Um, you know, I believe it was Monday or Tuesday last week with the times he was quoted about that and he said well you know we have the red shirt rule you know and so basically put in put like look we're going with Kai or Brandon the next two and or and three weeks and, get and used I'll to be it.
0: honest with you that does work because with Praise Amahouli they uh they did that last year where he didn't play up until the until the last four games. They used that rule and look at him. He was he's a starter this year. Yeah. So
1: I mean it just it's it's Brandon or Kai What's the know, spread? It's it opened at twenty and a half, and I think it went up to twenty one and a half. If I use by 20
0: and a half Yeah. Well, that's because UTEP going not stop the run.
1: Right. And and FIU. Let's not forget FIU was really hyped at the beginning of the year. This is a team that's disappointed a lot of the pundits that figured so they, they they would need, be like, a top two, top three team, and so they, they recruited so, well. So
0: they're looking. At UTEP, as the Cowboys did the Jets, where it's a good, like an easy victory, but now let's hope that's what happens. Like the Jets beat the Cowboys, the UTEP surprised people and beats FIU. I'm done. That's it, dog. Yeah, that's we, we it, should dog. end it on that. That's uh, it. That's it. You, you can't top that, dog. That's the great analogy right or there. Or the
1: Raiders beating the Bears a couple there weeks ago Same in, in, like London, that, so. in London. But I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it. More than that, it's, it's a conference opponent that you should be able to compete with. You know, Butch Davis has done a great job with FIU. They've turned that program around. They've recruited well over the past couple of seasons, so I know they're disappointed of the start that they've had this year. And we haven't even mentioned their record, because at this point it doesn't matter who yeah. the record of anybody UTEP plays. At this point in Conference USA, you just want to compete. Give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter. Um, that's all we really, really want to see the rest of the season, and just compete, um, you know, close that scoring gap, improve the offense, help your defense out as much as you can with some play calls and hits home on some blitzes. And um, I think it's going to get ugly. I I think this is – I think UTEP has a chance if they run the football. But if they run the football well downhill, like I've been saying. But I just –
0: so just, they got to the control the clock. They got to
1: control the clock. They got to be able to keep themselves in the third and manageable. Anything longer than third and six, you might as well just get the punting team out there. You know, that's just what it is with this UTEP football team, man. It's it, it's, it's just been Come the proof now. in the pudding, man. It, it really has, man. I mean, you could, we could we could dive into third down stats if you want, but, you know, to me, those are the two big keys for UTEP in this ballgame, and they're both on offense. You know, run the ball downhill. That's your four or five yard per carry average that you're going to get when you run downhill. Keep yourself in third and manageable where you. Where where you can call a short pass on third down and be confident whether it's Kai, whether it's Brandon in there, and uh, but you know, like I said, at the end of the day, FIU. I mean, with that rush game, it, it, it's it's really scary, especially how UTEP played against UTSA. Now, you know, this defense has been jekyll and Hyde. Oh, the past couple oh, of weeks. Like I said, like, The past couple of weeks, we've seen bad out of this UTEP defense, but we've also seen stretches against a, a pretty good, a decent offense in, in Texas Tech and a decent offense against Nevada, where this team can hang in there. So, uh, you know. It, that's really kind of the key on defense is just, you know, what defense are you going to get? You know, what, de- what, what UTEP D's going to come like out? And I said
0: that's why I put in faith in the coaching staff that this, especially this bye week, you know, that means they've had almost two weeks to prepare for this game. They better come out prepared for this game. Give that's me, all I'm saying. Give me your prediction. They're going to be like the Jets.
1: You're picking a UTEP victory on the road? The
0: 0-23? Yes, You're, they're going to upset people. Yes, and yes. Then, and then if not? Then I'm
1: upset. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm gonna go the opposite way. I think I think FIU jumps out to a lead. Um, something happens is either a turnover or something, and, and I think it's gonna go kind of the way the Southern Miss game did. Um, you know, UTEP will spot them some points. I think UTEP will go to their ground game, downhill running game uh, at a few times. But I just I just still don't the inconsistency at quarterback. It's just not enough for me to give you them more than see 17 it before points before
0: they prove it.
1: True, that I do, and, and I just I don't see this team scoring more than seventeen points. I think FIU can win, scoring twenty four to twenty eight points, and and you know making it seem like this game's out of reach, even though it could be a twenty seven to seventeen game, kind of like and UTSA. That, and, and
0: that is a great point because there's been a couple of of, of times that this, they're just down one score, and it feels might as well on the sideline. It feels like it might as well be thirty. And, and that's, that's a very good point.
1: And that's really what I... That's the turning... That's I have changed my prediction. That's improvement to... Uh-oh. They are going to cover. They're going to cover. Yes. They're not going to win, and but they're, they're going to win. Cover. Okay. Well, it's the same thing. If they cover, they win. There so, you go.
0: <laughs> 21 and a half They're going to do better favorite. than UTSA is what I'm saying. That is the so. hope That is the home on me. That is the me still having faith that this coaching staff can get these guys prepared. That's what I'm saying. For me, all of this... Is based that I'm having faith that this coaching staff had two weeks to try to write the ship and if they don't then we have problems. Yes. More than yes, we do. We that's do.
1: it. So Saturday Saturday afternoon, let's see what happens.
0: I'm not gonna like the flight back. Anyways, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> three in the morning? I hope I hope it's early. You know
1: it's cool when you're in Miami at three in the morning, but not when you're flying from Miami at 3 in the
0: morning. That's what no, I heard. Just yeah. a rumor. Yeah. So, well, anyways, we'll find out. We'll tell you that story next week on Puto's Miners Bro.